You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. We're in the 17th chapter of Shabbat, and we're dealing with muktzah, stuff that we don't carry because it can't be used on Shabbat, or because its purpose is forbidden on Shabbat, or maybe because it's it has other correct characteristics. Maybe it's it has some. Uh, maybe it's objectionable, or maybe um, th- those are the those are the main reasons. But in general, something which is a kli, something which is a, a utensil or a vessel, can be carried on Shabbat. And we learned yesterday in the name of Rabbi Yossi, he said, "Kol nitalim." Any vessel can be carried. He brings out two really professional type tools, which wouldn't really, these are professional tools that nobody would really use for anything else on Shabbat. But in general, if there's a use for an object, then we can touch it and deal with it on Shabbat, if there is a use for it. And the Mishnah in, in Mishnah 5, we're just going to continue this theme. And we're going to ask, well, Okay, what if the utensil was broken? What if we've only got part of the utensil? That's Mishnah 5. Kol hakelim hanitalim b'shabbat, shivrehen nitalin imam. All of the vessels which can be carried on Shabbat, their broken pieces may be carried with them. Shivrehen nitalin imam. We can carry the broken pieces too. As long as we can do something with the broken piece. So the broad principle is we can handle it, we can touch it, we can use it on Shabbat, we can move it on Shabbat if there's a purpose. And the same applies if it's broken. But the broken object has to have some kind of purpose in its own right. And so the Mishnah brings examples. So maybe the fragments of a pot are used to cover the mouth of a barrel. So maybe we could use fragments of glass to cover the mouth of a flask. And it's very interesting, by the way, when something breaks nowadays, we tend to throw it away. But it's quite clear from the language of the Mishnah that in the time of Mishnah, a broken object, if it's a manufactured object, is a precious object. And they didn't recycle it by putting it into a recycling plant. They put it to another purpose. Maybe they use it in these examples. They use it to, as a cover if it can't be used as a container. Now, Rabbi Huda has it seems to have a different view. Rabbi Huda Omer, Uvilvad Sheyu Osim Me'ain Malachtan. Rabbi Huda says only if they can perform something in the nature of their own work. So he doesn't just want the fragments of a broken pot to be used for a purpose, maybe as a lid. He wants the fragments of a broken pot to be used as a container. And those are the examples he brings. Shivrei arevali tzot l'tochan mikpah. Mikpah is a kind of thick sort of soupy thing. Maybe it's all, it may be a, actually it may be a porridge thing. It's some kind of thick stuff you would serve. So maybe we'd use the fragments of a pot to pour into them some kind of thick mixture. Veshel zeruchit l'tzot l'tochan shaman. Or if we have 
a bit of broken glass, maybe we can pour oil into it. So we're still using it as a container. We're using it on Shabbat, but we're using it in the kind of way it was originally intended. And, you know, the Rambam makes, you know, I, I love bringing the Rambam if I can. He makes one astute comment here, which he picks up from the Gemara, but I brought you the Rambam rather than Gemara. The Rambam says, you know, this dispute between Rabbi Yehuda and the sages, it concerns a breakage on Shabbat. So Rabbi Yehuda, according to the Gemara, and as quoted by the Rambam, is talking about something that breaks on Shabbat. So we have a glass bowl which breaks on Shabbat. He would say, gosh, you've now got a fragment of a, of a glass bowl. That's a new thing. In the language of the Gemara in, in Beitza, we'll, we'll learn this a bit later. It's this thing didn't exist before. Before you had a glass bowl. Now you have a fragment. Just like an egg which is laid for new on Shabbat. This fragment's been newly created. You can't use something newly created on Shabbat for a different purpose. So Rabbi Yudah would say, look, if, it's, if you've made the breakage on Shabbat, you can't change the use. But according to the Gemara and the Rambam, he would agree that if, if it broke before Shabbat, you come into Shabbat with a, a broken piece of glass. And of course, you can use that for anything. And then therefore you can handle it on Shabbat. The Mishnah then goes on to talk about incidental objects. So, Ha'even, Sheba Kerua, the stone in a Kerua, the Rambam explains a Kerua is a sort of an earthenware bucket. And he explains, actually, let's look at the Rambam. He says a Kerua is a clay pot used to draw water. And they hang a stone from it to weight it down. So it would drop to the, bottle of the, the bottom of the well. So let's look at this Mishnah now. Ha'even, ha'even she'bekerua. This stone that's in the kerua, in the earthenware bucket. If we can fill with it and it doesn't fall out, we can fill with it. If not, one may not fill with it. I guess the sages of the Mishnah are concerned that this stone, well, if it's going to fall out of the bucket and get to the bottom of the well, it's just an ordinary stone. If it's fixed in some way and it can't fall out, and interestingly, the Rambam says they used to hang a stone from it. So in the language of the Rambam, it seems to be connected to the bucket. If it's connected to the bucket, it's, it's a utensil. It's, it's, it's not a stone, it's a utensil. It's part of the bucket and we can move it. And we learned very, on, very early on, didn't we, that any, practically anything manufactured is a kli, is a utensil. And we can use it on Shabbat. But of course, a stone, a regular stone you pick up from the ground, that is not a kli. That's just, that's just a stone. And along the same lines, a vine branch, a zamura is a branch of a vine. And it's, it's um, you know, vines have these long tendrils, long, 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 thin, but very strong tendrils. Well, you could use those as a rope, perhaps. So you could dangle, you could tie this to a picture and dangle it down into, you could dangle it down into the well. And um, you could then fill up the picture on Shabbat and bring it up. And the Rambam again makes the point that if it's already attached to the picture, of course you can do that. 
but they wouldn't let you do it without pre-preparation because obviously we're not going to tempt someone to go and cut a branch, a tendril from the vine and attach it to the picture on Shabbat. We're not going to cut something from a living tree on Shabbat. What about, what about a part of a building? Well, we've said anything manufactured that you can more or less carry around is a utensil. So it could be a pitchfork, it could be a garment, it could be a pot, it could be a lid for a pot. What about a part of the building? And Rabbi Elias is now going to talk about a window shutter. Pekak hachalon. A pekak is a stopper. In this case, it's a window stopper. It's a window shutter. Shutter is a great word. It means to shut. Just to stop, like to stop up. Pekak hachalon. Rabbi Elias omer, bizman shehu kashur v'talui, pokakimbo, if it's connected and suspended, we can close with it because it's obviously part of the building. But if it's not connected, gosh, well, that's not part of the building. At least it's not part of the building until we stop up with it. And then, of course, it's almost as if we built a new part onto our building. It's almost like bonnet. You could say that the archetypal action of building feels very similar. And really, that's where Rabbi Eliezer is coming from. The action of building feels very close to taking this shutter, which has not been attached to the house before, and stopping up the window with it. And we know Rabbi Eliezer is a purist, by the way. And we've seen that before. And Rabbi Eliezer won't allow this. Although the sages are going to come back and perhaps reasonably going to say, look, guys, we do need to put shutters on. And a shutter is not a permanent part of a building. You're not building the building by closing a shutter. The sages say, In either case, you can still shut your shutter. You can still shut your window with it. A shutter is a temporary object. It's not a building object. And the act of shutting a window is not like the act of building a house. We can we can we can stop up with it. And this language, in either case, is then repeated in the last Mishnah of the chapter. And here's where we're going to close off for the week and close the chapter. All the lids of utensils which have a handle can be carried on Shabbat. This reminds us of the first Mishnah of the chapter, which began Kol HaKelim. And this theme of Kol HaKelim runs through the chapter. So all lids of utensils which have a handle can be carried on Shabbat. And Rabbi Yossi says, Amar Rabbi Yossi, Murim, what are we talking about here? And he, he's, he's a, he wants to be a little bit more precise. But Kisue Karka, if we're covering up a hole in the ground, so maybe there's a hole in the ground and we're worried that someone will put his foot through it or her foot through it. We might want to put a lid on top of it. That's a, that's a cover. For, that's a cover for the ground. Aval, he says. If we're talking about lids of vessels, if we're talking about a lid of a vessel, well, that's clearly a vessel. That is clearly a vessel. And whether it's got a handle or not, we can clearly use it and handle it 
on Shabbat because the lid of a vessel is clearly part of a vessel. And to say, to allow us to carry lids with a handle, but not lids that don't have a handle, doesn't make any sense in terms of the functionality that we've been discussing, and particularly the idea that something that has a function and something that is a utensil can be handled on Shabbat without any fear of muktzah. There are actually two whole chapters about muktzah. This is more chapters than we've ever had, more chapters than we've ever had before, other than the question of carrying on Shabbat, where we had whatever it was, 12 chapters. It's very interesting, by the way, the sages seem to have more material on the, on the prohibitions which are more obscure. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict.